This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. Rockus Marcus. Rockus Marcus. Marcus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of My High School iPod, the show where every week we have a guest on to share some of the music that they loved back in high school, and we listen to it, and we talk about it. Love. Love. Damn it. I forget now that I have to be a part of the the intro. Right. I'm used to just chiming in whenever I feel like. Honestly, I... It worked that one time. Yeah, and, and then now you're excited about it. Well, I didn't think it would work, and then it did. It worked so and, smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. And so now you've set the bar. I know. It'll never It's be not even a high again. bar. Nope. But, but What was it that was supposed to happen? Okay. <sighs> Let's God. pretend this Should is... Can we just not? <laughs> and, we, and we listen to it, and we talk about it. Love. Love. That's See? what's supposed to happen. See how cool that was? <laughs> <laughs> Things in unison are always better. I wouldn't sure. And it happened really sure. well one time, and then it hasn't happened that good since. <laughs> so. Still not entirely sure why. The first time uh, we said matter. it uh, in unison, <laughs> we looked out the window and a shooting star went by. Yeah, right? Like across my across. first story window. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually terrifying. <laughs> um, I, ooh. So as far as I understand it, I'm here to talk about High school times. You yeah. are, but I, first I have. Wait, to... I got one. I got one. Or wait, Go, is there, there's it. a banter section at the beginning. You have one. Do it. Okay. I wish you would step back from my high school iPod. We could listen and see what's going on back then. Love, love. That was perfect. That Thank was you. So good. It's off the cuff. Impressed. Yeah, a very that much better off- than my last off the cuff one. Yeah, that was off the you cuff? know what I did this time is I just thought of the first song that popped into my mind, and I was like, I'll just shoehorn in my high school iPod somewhere. That's all you have to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's don't, the trick. Don't think, just do it. Uh, I am your host, Jay Howell. I don't have to do all these terrible intros now because my co-host apparently has gained the gift of doing them as well. <laughs> uh, and that makes me happy. Uh, my co-host is my friend, my co-host, my producer, the Rizzoli to my aisles, Mohammed Joma. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Um, so, a lot of new music coming out right now. Doja Cat has another new single. Yeah. Uh, are we wait? Are we? Earl doing... Sweatshirt just put out a new album. Yeah. No, no, no. We're, I'm not teasing too much of. Okay, but uh, because that segment is at the end, and I our know. listeners know that. But this is important news. So. Okay. And then there's Kanye West's new album. Uh, <laughs> Jesus I, is King. I was. I was. <laughs> so I was in L.A. this past week. Oh yeah. With um friend of the show and, and huge Kanye West apologist. Uh, Mitchell, Mitchell actually, actually hard. Still, huh? Uh, and he, we were, it was like the morning. We went out there for a uh, former guest, uh, Chase Sampson's wedding. Yeah. Um, and it was me and Mitchell and also former uh, guest, former guest uh, Ashley Hardage. And uh, we were just like hanging out and like having coffee. And Mitchell was like, oh, a new Kanye album came out today. Yeah. And he puts it on. <laughs> and this fucking gospel yeah. choir starts singing. And 
I think we were like 15 minutes into it and he just stopped playing. Really? It. He was done I with think it. he was embarrassed that he, that had, he was. Because <laughs> Do you least, know his actual take on it though? Do you know if he. I think it? his take was, I need to listen to this by myself right, right, to right. figure it out. My you have take, any thoughts about it? Didn't like it. <laughs> didn't I, like uh, it at all. This was the first, decidedly the first Kanye West album that I'm not even going to bother with. It's, I mean, I, I guess I'll hear some of it here and there. I'm not like going to be like, oh, I can't listen to it or anything. But like, I mean, listen to it. But the last two albums I've done that with, where I'm like, oh yeah, let me check out this new. Con-. And both times I've just been like, I don't, I don't. I guess I don't really like Kanye anymore. And then this is a, also a gospel. <laughs> like it's like, it's not that it's a gospel album that's stopping me from listening to it, and it's not that he's kind of like. I, I find his whole thing cheap these days. I find the whole gimmick cheap, but it's not even that. It's just that I haven't liked either of his last two albums. Right. Why am I hanging on? I don't like him. So, like, why am I hanging on to, like, I got to hear the new... Co-. Like, I'm just... I don't care anymore. Yeah. I'm done. You, you didn't like his last two albums that weren't gospel albums. Yeah. So, why would you be like, I'm going to try this gospel right. out? <laughs> it's like when you watch a TV show and, like, you sat... You loved the first two seasons and then you sat through, like, three more seasons you mm-hmm. didn't like. And you're like, well, it's the last season. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not. I'm done. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our uh, our guest, who is uh, super into Kanye West, that's why we have a, we've had him He's been on. Biting his tongue this whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had so many interesting Chomping things to say. <laughs> Apparently, that segment's past though. So. Yeah. <laughs> you had your chance. You were texting the whole time. Uh, our guest, very excited to have him on. Uh, we've been we've been wanting to have him on for a while, and he's finally here. Uh, he is a filmmaker. He is an artist. He's a super cool dude. Uh, welcome to the show, Remington Swales. Hello, thank you for having me here. A, a podcaster in his own right. Yeah, once upon a time. You remember when we used to do podcasts together all the time? I do oh, remember those, those days. Those were good days. Yeah, you constantly wanted them to be longer. <laughs> yes, I did. And I was like, no. <laughs> and fine. I wanted to be able to ramble as much as I could. <laughs> and I will here say, we are now. I uh, come true. You did an episode of Sorry. Let's Make a Podcast where you guys went and ate at where did you Crock Street, Crock Street, Street? Market? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and I listened to it and I remember you talked about the uh, Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, because I had the Philly cheesesteak at, at Fred's Woody. Meat and Cheese. Oh yes. yeah, Fred's Fred's, yeah. Fred's Meat and Bread. And, uh, yeah, something like that. And I I I remember that and I like door dashed it the other day. And you're right. It was really good. It's it was delicious. Good. It's expensive. It was yeah. so expensive, <laughs> especially on DoorDash. I can't imagine. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I regretted it a little bit, right? But right. not because of how good it was. It right. was just. I mean, my... you re- regret it initially when you hit the pay now button. But right. Then when you get it, you're like, oh dang, this is really good. Yeah. I feel that way every time I eat Nina and Raffi's, where I'm like, Jesus, this is gonna. Be right. <laughs> and then as soon as I start eating, I'm like, good. well, I guess it's worth it yeah i still send people there i think it might be my my favorite kind of new places to say i think so uh, yeah and maybe my favorite pizza in the city at least for the time being you know what you gotta do whenever you're questioning it just you gotta say i'm worth it (laughs) that's what i do anytime i doordash something like am i really about to spend 30 dollars for like cheese sticks i do something like that i always say yeah baby i'm worth it (laughs) my budgeting app I was always contradicting. <laughs> All right, uh, Remy, it's good to have you finally on the show. We did. We have been wanting to get you here for a while. I know you've been asking me about it for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, would 
travel a lot, so I think I was out of town the last time you asked me about yeah. it, and recently just got back in town. Yeah. So because we see out. we typically see each other pretty often, a couple times a month, two or three times a month, and I feel like I haven't seen you in like a solid month or two. No. I haven't yeah, crossed paths I with you very often. I think often the last time I saw you Is this was on that. purpose? <laughs> yeah. I feel like Didn't we were to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> last time I saw you was at the concert shoot that you uh, hired me for and then didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Rebby, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going to the United game tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all I right, see you later. Players, so <laughs> I value my soccer team more than work. <laughs> right. So. Um, well, cool. Well, so I I know uh, we've hung out a few times, but in terms of music, I know nothing about what you listen to now, let alone what you listened to back in high school. Um, so I guess just kind of fill everybody in about, you know, what what kind of, you know, what you were into back in high school and what kind of music you were you were, what you kind know, of person? What you kind were? of person were you? Just what was a your high bit, school experience? A little like? bit of back, uh, background. Just dive deep. Okay, well, I have, <laughs> not too deep. As well, deep I have as a you small caveat go. with some of this stuff because I never went to high school. Okay. because so, I was technically homeschooled, so I don't. I never went to high school, so I don't know have any of those experiences. My the the majority of my high school knowledge is. Purely based on films and television shows. Gotcha. So Just John like Hughes movies. Bell. Mostly Saved by the Bell. Yeah. And I knew uh, this about you. Yeah. I don't know if Jay did, but I was excited to have you on yeah. because I'm curious. So as far as how I was in high school or through those ages, which I guess is what, like 13 to 17? Um, yeah, 13, 14. 14 to 18. 14 to, 14 yeah, 18, to 18 or 17, yeah, depending on what, what year, month you were born in. Gotcha. I was an older high school kid. Okay. Then in that regard, I, cause I started homeschooling at the end of middle school. And so through, I guess what would have been my high school ages, I went to like three different homeschool co-ops, which is essentially groups of homeschoolers get together to make it more manageable to like learn subjects and I guess have social interaction, Yeah, which people claim is important. Right. I'm still on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, something that at that time, I listened to uh, probably a variety of stuff because it also would have been around when I got my first car, you know, so having your own car is like a big thing for listening to music, driving around and listening to stuff. Totally. Um, but let's see, where should we start? All right, well, I'm you, supposed to start with how just well, what let me, kind of a let person me ask I was. You. No, no, no. This is, that's all good background. So let me, let me ask you. As a, Give me some direction. As a person who was homeschooled i mean you had some social interaction with with other kids your age but yeah. well i mean i how went to public school up, up until through seventh grade up through seventh grade yeah. so how did you like ingest new music was it all through the radio or was there still like i mean obviously you had neighbors and then you had those kids where was it was there still music sharing going on and you um, have siblings as well you have an older brother yeah well this would have been i mean around the time yeah i have an older brother so he was he stayed in public school so he went to high school and i have a younger sister who went to do homeschooling as well with me. And I guess my brother would still listen to music. I would still get some stuff from him because, you know, not to go back into the Kanye thing, but when my brother was in high school, it was around when graduation came out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, uh, like graduation. Yeah, that was his first big album, right? Early, early registration. College was dropout. College, college dropout. dropout. That's what one, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that was the, uh, the workout song was mm-hmm. really yes, popular. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, that's when... Like he blew up and became yeah, this huge totally. thing. And so 
I heard about that through my brother listening to it uh, and things like that. But I also played sports, so I was on a soccer team. So mm. I had friends on my soccer team that would get stuff through. But also, if I'm remembering correctly, like Napster was around at this point. Like file yes. sharing was already a thing. Yeah, for so sure. <laughs> I would download like new albums I would hear about and stuff. And actually, you know what? I never downloaded anything. <laughs> <laughs> Law-abiding citizen. I think the, uh, what is it? The, uh, damn, I don't even know the term. What? But, like the length of time has passed. Oh, uh, statue of, limit- statute statute of limitations. Of limitations. Oh, okay. I think we can say now. The what, if it, what if it hasn't? <laughs> well, every one of our guests has been incriminated, <laughs> right. and we're very sorry. <laughs> also, no one cares I anymore. I don't Somebody, think, like, who was it? Mike Morgan that said he had like got a cease and desist letter because yes. he was like uploading massive amounts of music. <laughs> he was, yeah, and he was like sharing it right. with other, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's the uploading that really gets you yeah. in trouble, not yeah, I was always just a downloader. Yeah, yeah, I was just a taker. <laughs> and like the simplest version too. I never got into like bit torrenting and that kind of. Oh, shit. I like, did. Did you? Yeah, I mean that's the thing is I would do full albums. Yeah, so I, I just mean, like go through and download each song. Oh, I would download discographies. Really? People, yeah. Man. So yeah. it would be things of you know because one of the bands that I you know I started listening to a lot more indie music and stuff. I guess around that high school time. So one of the bands that was very popular with my group of friends was Sufjan Stevens. Oh yeah. Who, I mean, even back then had like a huge catalog of albums and stuff. Cause he's got like seven Christmas albums he did. And yes. had like three or four so other many albums Christmas he did. Albums. And I mean, the guy's only was only what, like 30 at the time or something. Mm-hmm. That was Just when a he was prolific film or musician. Yeah. As far as like creating stuff. And that was when he was like, I'm going to write an album about every project, state. And which again, I think is the most brilliant project. <laughs> yeah. But quickly after, uh, he did Tuesday. Michigan and Illinois. Yeah. And then he came out with an album that was not about states. Yeah. It was just like, Oh, I guess he, yeah. Gave well, Cause up then he did it. avalanche, which I don't think that was about a particular state. I think Avalanche was like B-sides of yeah, Illinois. Illinois. Oh, that was on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, which was like, he wrote so many songs about Illinois that yeah. he had to come out with a second album about uh, it. Is there a song in particular you want, we, we should listen to? Or should I just uh, one off Sufjan? My, yeah. I um, love Michigan and I loved Come On, Feel the Illinois. Come so. On, Feel the Illinois is a fantastic track. Yeah. So, I mean, that one's really good because he has like kind of two different styles of his music he has yes. come feel the illinois which if you want to play that one is a fantastic example of like his grandiose yeah. orchestral mm-hmm. mixes which is this the same song we played the I other think so, day? but it's fine yeah i know it's totally fine Who but was I, talking about this one? we me and we did an episode recently that was about music we got into in college and oh, jay okay. played this exact same song yeah and i mentioned that this is the type of sufjan i prefer well actually if you want to play one of the other tracks i like sure. better is uh, adelaide okay or adelaide stevenson i think that's the one about his mother is that uh, right i don't I, I honestly couldn't tell you what most of the songs are about i think it's I about could, a I president could. a former oh, okay. president or former vice president or something who was from illinois i think oh uh, the uh predatory wasp of palisades is a that's great a good song one. Too. i love this whole album yeah though, i mean and that's one i can always put on like because i have the vinyl of it uh, that I finally got to see Sufjan maybe two years ago or something when he cool. came through Atlanta. And I just bought like all the vinyls he had there. And it was a glorious he time. He puts on a great show. Yeah, well, he played at the Cobb Energy Center, so like a pretty, really big venue. Wow. Um, but it was a fantastic show. I and saw his music him is so good. when he was on tour for that album. I was going to school in Tennessee, and he played in this like weird, like pretty small venue, and they him and like all of his band they all wore 
um, these like old looking cheerleading outfits that were like <laughs> blue and orange, like the Illinois right. colors. And they had like big, like wool eyes, like the letter I on their, on their sweaters. Mm. And, uh, it was very, very cool. Very, very kitschy. This is actually off the avalanche. Okay. This is off the avalanche. Okay. So this is a, like a perfect example of like unorthodox instruments yes. being used in this genre of music. Like yeah. you don't have guitars, you don't have right. like bass and drums like in a very traditional music sense. Right. Mm-hmm. It's these and he's epic, doing like mixes. Of, like, he's doing super interesting stuff. Yeah, with the yeah. mix, it's just so. Yeah, that's. It's just was completely unlike anything I had ever heard, and it's incredibly fascinating. And to this day, still remains one of the most unique bands that I've just yeah. really listened to. Not just in terms of music and the instruments, but like vocal arrangements that he does with right. backing singers and everything. It's it's always inspiring to listen to his stuff. I, I mentioned on that same episode, that episode, me and Jay, uh, that. <laughs> People could probably argue for him a lot better, but I have found that for a lot of the new music of his that I've listened to, which I listened to, like that Planetary album was maybe the last thing I heard from him. The one, Planetary. yeah, it was like that all wasn't solar just system. him though. That was him yeah. and one of the guitar players from the National, really, and I think uh, Boney Vare. And like, it was kind I of a listen to that one. It's it's weird. It's kind of. Little like dissonant. He definitely yeah. does stuff like Age of Odds or like even his very first album, Enjoy the Rabbit, is right. super bizarre. Mm-hmm. Right. So I liked uh, All Delighted People, which I don't yeah, even. That's that like one's an really EP. good. But then Carrie and Lowell, I found to be a little bit more boring. I, which I know people love. I that love album. that I one. Know, I, know. I mean, that's again like his range of kind of the styles he does. Right. I like these sort yeah. of... I like the horns. I like the drums. Right. And, well, because yeah. you have this and then like one of the other really big ones I listened to at the time because he also does very small like acoustic type arrangements. So right. Cashmere Pulaski Day is one that I think is about... Well, at least the lyrics say that it's about like a girl I guess he was in love with at the time who died of cancer or something. Mm. But it's just yeah, a he, very simple song with like him and a guitar. Uh, but it's very melodic, very beautiful. And Plus, that's that's the other thing about him here is that what his, album is that his um, I'll find it, but his he's very uh, his his lyrics are extremely emotional. I mean, yes. he writes some very heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, he has a very like soft voice John Wayne too. Casey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you'll never hear him like overexert his voice. Like he knows where his kind of range is, yeah. and he's very much in that pocket. And like a lot of times, like in the verses everything kind of drops out because he, you just like want to hear his voice and it, and it, he can't really sing over like a ton of instruments and right. stuff. So I think that's one of the things is a lot of the music I listened to growing up was people who sang in these higher registers and stuff like this. I mean, and then in indie music, you start getting people like Sufjan or you get people like Tom York or listening to Sigur Ross and, um, you know, guys who just sing in these very, angelic tones that is very nice and mm-hmm. i have a much deeper voice and cannot hit any of those <laughs> notes so i found it constantly frustrating that you know i play guitar and so i would learn to play some of these songs but i could never sing them the way that he does would you try or would you just be like i would try at times but yeah. most of the time it was just screwing around or something but did i you, would drop it to a lower register did you ever call him suff jan Suffjan. Yeah, to people. <laughs> For a while, I didn't know how to say it. I only saw it like written. So I was right. like, yeah, Suffjan Stevens. Sufhan? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's German. Um, are you I looking to play another it. one? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cas- Casimir Pulaski Day. Day. 
So this is just a good showcase of that, that other stuff. Right. So, I mean, then he's got this side that's way more just stripped down. Like, it gets a little built up, like, towards the end of it. Yeah. Like, it kind of builds a little more grandiose, but much simpler. Just, it's a really easy song to play, too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like a G, a C, and a D. So, it's a very basic song. But he, his voice does a lot of the heavy lifting in these, anyway. In lyrics, of course. Well, like just those little hammer-ons, like, add a nice yeah. flourish to it. And, yeah. He's also a hell of a banjo player. Yes, like, he is. He'll do songs with a banjo. That, um... Plays banjo, plays guitar, plays yeah, piano. Piano. We when we talked about, I brought up La Blaga Tech. That like uh, yeah, where he plays birds shit. on the Lake of Canada. Yes, on top of like a church in like Cincinnati or something. Yeah, right? and it's beautiful. It's so good. Yes, I have to watch it. I have since, by the way, subscribed to that YouTube channel. It's pretty good. Yes. Right? So they're not putting Phenomenal. out like a bunch of new content or anything. No, like, but you get a lot of the, stuff. The archives, stuff the archives yeah. are yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's almost like it was nicer when it was just raw. And like how they did stuff, but then it kind of developed into its own look. So then they tried doing new stuff and right. things, and it got kind of saccharine. I don't know. It's weird because they overdid themselves. Yeah. It's like when there's a band that's really good, and then they just do more of all the same music. You're like, all right, well, it's you're diminishing mm-hmm. what yeah. was so good about the first thing. There's um a great series. This is a little well, it's on topic, but it's current music. But there's a great series now on YouTube called Colors which is rappers and R&B artists. Uh, and it's just stripped down them in a studio singing along to a track and uh, really like kind of lowers the production so it's very focused on the voice. And it's very good. They're always just like standing in a, Interesting. Co- on a colored background. Very simplistic, but it's very... It's cool. like I love anything like that that's like recorded... Live, like the tiny desks we what talked about. What do they about. do, like, for the beat? Is there, like... It's just a track. So okay. they, they play the track. And, yeah, no bands, no... I mean, but, again, it's, like, sort of stripped out and it lets you focus on the rapper or the singer in those moments. And it's really good. Cool. Yeah. Who's done one? Anybody of... Uh, I discovered it because of JPEG Mafia, which is uh, somebody yeah. I played on the show before. He has a really good one. But, yeah, a lot of new artists, which is also really good... Uh, nice thing for it, but Rico Nasty has a good one. There's there's a few people on there that you might recognize, but nobody, I mean, no like mega stars or anything. But that's cool, you know. Hell yeah. Hey, rap is a genre that I in high school I was never into very much. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I mean, bigger stuff that was on the radio I listened to, Outkast, like Ludacris, things like that. But I never got into any kind of underground or anything. Any other rappers, really. I never got big into it. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, listen to that, that Kanye album that your brother was listening to, or was that just... No, he listened to it. Yeah. You know, he would play it in the car or something, driving around, um, but it wasn't as much interest to me, because I was learning to play guitar and things at the time, mm-hmm. so I was more interested in music like that that was stuff I could play, and more artsy, I guess, in that sense, of, you know, the arrangements and just the instruments and stuff used, so rap didn't have as much interest to me. Do you know how you found Sufjan Stevens? Was that? Uh... Uh, I think that would have been through some friends of mine, um, who some mutual friends who you know, uh, Matt Dodd, and right. then some other friends in that group on the show too. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, because that group with Matt, with uh, Solomon and Greg, and those guys were pretty big on. We shared a lot of the same music, so that would have been getting into Sufjan, getting into Sugar Ross, getting into the National, and. Um, you know, like Wolf Parade. Yeah, we've talked, we talked about a down. lot. We talked about a lot of these bands on our 
college episode because uh, I mean they definitely weren't on my radar in high school. Maybe a little bit more on yours. Jay. Well, I guess one of the important things to establish here is age. Like you guys are a couple years older. Than yeah, you, right? that's what eight, I was born in eighty five. What are you born? Eighty nine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just right. thinking you were like cool right ahead of the curve because those albums did like this album came out in two thousand three or two thousand two yeah, or something like that. Was... Yeah, that would have been right around the time I kind of got into that yeah. stuff. I so. no, I want to say this was after high school for I us. I'm looking up right now. When Come Feel the Illinois came out, and I still am never been entirely sure whether it's Come Feel the Illinois or Come. Feel yeah, the I always Illinois. say Come Feel the Illinois, but I feel like maybe yeah, that's, I'm like is that that right? kind of kills them. <laughs> yeah. Is Illinois a thing? I mean, if you go there, it's not quiet. I started teaching myself how to play the banjo like two years ago, and my goal was to like learn how to play this song. I never did. I uh, I quit. (laughs) I haven't I I haven't played in like short-lived dream over a year. Uh, Just did you buy a banjo? Yeah, I have one, and uh, one of the strings broke, and I was just like, all right, I guess it's all it takes. I guess I'm done. (laughs) Michigan was 2003. Illinois was 2005. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I feel stupid for calling it Illinois now because it's definitely <laughs> not what I've just been to state. But, uh, well, because so the Michigan album, like his first kind of bigger one, Enjoy yeah. the Rabbit was his very first album, which is a all sun this came crazy. First. A Sun Came is the yeah. very first one. Well, mm-hmm. didn't he do Seven Swans also before? Or was yeah, that maybe. After? And uh, I can look it up. Yeah. No, Seven again. Swans is 2004, so after Michigan even. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, again, a huge discography. So, yes. The dude yeah, when I got into a lot of music. File and each of like, these albums are like 25 songs yeah, long. Yeah. Right? Also, <laughs> in, 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 in going back to uh, the Kanye gospel album, Sue yeah. Stevens, very much like a Christian guy oh, yeah. who yeah. will... Even more so, I think, on some of those early albums. Well, yeah. on the Christmas albums, for sure. But, oh, definitely. But again, it's almost like like his the way that he kind of weaves it in. Yes. It's not this like banging it over your head. Of, right. Like, well, it's not religion. this overt religious overtones. Yes. It's just, I mean, like you said, it's much more emotional, like his personal connection with these things and how it feels for him. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I feel like is almost how Chance does, like, a lot of that right. stuff. Like, he talks about God and things in his music, but it feels it's, just personal, right. like his story. It, yeah. yeah. It's know? not gospel. Gospel is, like, you need to tell everybody about your religion. But with Chance, it's not gospel. With, with Sufjan, it's not gospel. It's yeah. just, it's personal. It's them singing about themselves. Yeah. And religion's a big part of that. I yeah. will play the, like, Sufjan Christmas stuff. Like around Christmas time, around oh, my family. All month long, I play it. I love it, and every year it's either my mom or my sister. My sister likes Sufjan, but they'll go like, "It's just, it's really sad sounding." <laughs> you just gotta listen to put the lights on the tree. Yeah, like there are <laughs> the like kind of upbeat ones, but the ones that are like, yeah, Sister Winter. Yeah, ooh, that's such a good song, it is. though. Oh man, it's rough. I mean, we, we could talk about Sufjan for, for the rest of the <laughs> But uh, what else? What else? What else do um, you got? Okay, so well, I mentioned like getting a car. I got my first car in high school, right? A 1992 Geo Tracker. Nice. Uh, which dope. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was soft top. I could take the top off awesome. and stuff. However, you know, this being kind of when iPods were getting big and things like that. I didn't own an iPod. I think till. I was probably like 18 or something. Yeah. I was, so again, a caveat with the premise of the show. I didn't really well, have an iPod. People say school. that all the time, but like, I think the amount of people who had an iPod in high school on this show has been like three. Oh. It's <laughs> including the... not, not including like I've never, I didn't have a high school <laughs> or an iPod until 2007. 
Okay. I was 20. 19, it's basically 20. just the music I listened to in high school. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that Not doesn't sound as good. Yeah, it's a much catchier <laughs> title. Right. So I had 92 Geo Tracker. However, I had no CD player in it or anything. So I had a lot of CDs at the time, but I only had a tape player. So, I mean, I guess I could have gotten a cassette adapter yeah. and a CD player, right. like my portable walkman sony cd player and done that but that's what i did in my 92 ford escort yeah skipping was rough on that thing though <laughs> and nothing yeah. is more frustrating to me than like songs just constantly skipping right. in the middle of it so um my dad had a briefcase full of cassette tapes he had from presumably when he was in like high school or college and stuff nice so for a lot of the times i would be driving around listening to like rush tapes or led zeppelin awesome and stuff like this um, when I would be in my car until I got my first little, uh, 128 megabyte, like RCA off-brand MP3 yeah, player that you totally. could load songs on. Yeah. And then I was listening to Death Cab and uh, I think Avett Brothers and oh, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you Do know, I, or I don't in that think indie we Brothers on the yeah. Yeah, specific album or song that you um, remember. I think there was one called the San Diego girl. You know, I was into a lot of the indie stuff. Like, I started out listening to a bunch of just kind of older rock and things like that growing up on that, because my dad was big into that. And Stevie Ray Vaughan and, like, Jimi Hendrix blues kind of rock and things. Mm -hmm. uh, White Stripes also. Obviously oh, yeah. very cool. And I'm really coming around on White Stripes and revisiting their older stuff. That's what we've yes. discovered is, yeah. like, the Phenomenal. White Stripes were kind of ahead of the curve, because oh, yeah. now we're just like, this music aged so well. Yeah, because you listen so to their good. stuff, and you're like, this is the Black Keys. Yeah. I mean, but it's better, like, because it just has such a raw tone mm -hmm. that I love it. It's amazing. This yeah. is Pretty Girl from San Diego. That's oh, Pretty awesome. Girl from San Diego. This is off a newer album, though, right? 2007. Oh, okay. Emotionalism. What was the album? Emotionalism was like a... One I don't really know the, the Avett Brothers, so... Um, I, oh, yeah. I, I like the Avett Brothers a lot. I think yeah. they're very good. I uh, mean, because from Sufjan, that kind of, like, stripped down his more acoustic stuff. You know, my friends would play music and stuff, but we played a lot more uh, kind of folk acoustic type thing. Mm -hmm. So we'd listen to Sufjan, we'd listen to... Um, you know, Avid Brothers and then turn into like Mumford and Sons. I was gonna say, I feel like us, Mumford and Sons and Avid Brothers get kind of lumped together, yeah. and they're definitely from, one's good and one's not. As from good. what I've, from what I've like, because I, I used oh, to I still love the first Mumford and Sons. Yeah, sure, I, think right. I, I used to be very, but I feel like Mumford and Sons is kind of one note yes. to me, whereas I feel like the Avid Brothers can. Do oh, more. Sorry, guys. Sorry. What a very abrupt change. <laughs> fat, fat How thumbs. unprofessional. Fat thumbs. Yeah, the Avery brothers also have seemed to have, I don't know if aged better is the right word, but they seem to have garnered more respect than yeah. uh, Mumford. I think Mumford have, kind of is viewed more as sellouts at this yeah. point now, yeah. which I would agree with. Um, but yeah, so Avid Brothers. Jay, what song did you just play? What is this? This is one of my favorite Avid Brothers songs. It's really good. It's pretty sad, but it's really good. Oh, What's yeah, I know this one. Murder in the City. Yeah. I mean, they, again, have really good music. It's great to play. So we would play this stuff and then older stuff of like Simon and Garfunkel, like that kind of folk music from the 60s and things, uh, some Bob Dylan stuff. And um, I also listened to a lot of soundtracks when i was in high school oh yeah so which is also like a you know thing that makes it hard for me because i can tell you like this i can't tell you the name of songs i listen to as much as like oh i would listen to 
the American Beauty soundtrack or like Pulp Fiction soundtrack or Road to Perdition or you know, I mean, a lot of Kill Bill movies or uh, Tarantino, Tarantino movies. movies. Yeah, totally. So, but yeah, I still have a whole binder full of CDs that's <laughs> mostly just soundtracks for movies. Because that's when I really started getting into films was when I was 13 or so. So, I think the um, the American Beauty soundtrack I liked a lot. Pulp Fiction soundtrack is always a really Dude, good one. It was, such a, it was just a really such a good, good album to like hang out and listen or drive around and listen mm. to that well because i would listen to just um you know the scores and stuff as well so mm-hmm. listening to like james horner stuff or uh, joshua bell like the red violin is a really great soundtrack and um ooh, what else did i listen to road to perdition which i think was thomas newman yes i'm not mistaken who was also american beauty right yeah i think he did american beauty too you know randy newman's cousin and stuff very this different is, styles. This is off of the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. This yeah. is Flowers so, on the Wall. Which, yeah. yeah. It's just fun. This this soundtrack has a lot of like quotes and stuff and oh, scenes. Yeah. So out. this is, because again, having a deep voice, this is one of the songs I would like. Because right here where he goes, Captain oh, Kangaroo. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll wait for it. Oh, it comes up in just a moment. But Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> yeah. Tell me. yeah. So I always like doing that stuff. So, this is know, the scene, if I remember correctly, this is where Marcel's Wallace, or no, Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis sees driving. Marcel's Wallace right. and hits him on the car. Yeah, because this is right after he got his watch and yeah. killed John Travolta. Right. He's just like, oh, I'm having a great day. Got my <laughs> no problem. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. It's so of course, <laughs> so you, you know, like you're clearly your movie guy, um, and would you were you, and you're saying like your music was kind of influenced by some of the the movies that you were listening to, or you would like get inspiration from like soundtracks and stuff. Would yeah. you uh, kind of would you say you preferred movies to music, or were they like separate kind of things that you enjoyed? As far as what to listen to. Well, just in terms of like where you were spending most of your time and kind of... Uh... I would say it was probably a 50-50 mix. Cool. Because I would still watch a lot of films and talk soundtracks, but you know, I still, like I said, had a group of friends who I hung out with a lot that we just played music a lot mm-hmm. and stuff. So, I mean, you can hang out with friends and play music. You can hang out with friends and watch movies. Um, so I did a lot of both. Cool. Um, at least I feel like I did. But different things with different people are... Honestly, with some friends, we did a lot of the same stuff. So it was a lot of movies, music, gaming, mm-hmm. and things at that time, too. Because, you know, Halo came out. That's when Xbox 360s came out. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. yeah. Okay. And uh, so. we're going to take a break. Okay. And uh, we will be right back with more My High School iPod with Remy Swales. And we're back. It's My High School iPod. Jay Howell. Muhammad Joma. Hey, buddy. And our guest, Remy Swales. Yo. You you do your thing. So I did recently play a game uh, where I made a playlist that was all famous actors who you wouldn't think were musicians, mm-hmm. but are in bands or were in bands. And okay. Stuff. So Keanu Reeves is in a band, but he's just a bass player, and Johnny Depp is in... Is Keanu Reeves' band, are they called Dog Star? Yes. Yes, that's the band. <laughs> Not a good band name. No. I, I'd have to pull back up the list to see everybody's band name, but because there's Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. you know, but he's, his music was in the 80s or something. Was he just like a harmonica player? No, he was sang. 
Like he was the he lead singer. He sang and played harmonica. Yeah. yeah. You can see him. He performed on yeah. SNL. Like he was the host and musical really? guest. Really? Yeah. Back uh, in hello. whatever. Die Hard Days. Do you think maybe they had another musical guest and they <laughs> dropped out? But yeah. They yeah. just like got sick or something. He's oh, like, okay. no, I can do this. I got my harmonica in my pocket. Yeah. Hey guys. Always ready to rock. This is Dog Star. Yeah. I mean, unless you somehow can recognize Keanu Reeves' bass playing style, I don't. Just think curious to hear what kind of music. Him. Yeah. That's such a Keanu way to play <laughs> the bass. Real John Wick lick there. Ooh. <laughs> it, it, I will say, at least it came out in 2000. The sounds. Like, it was probably super cool in 2000. I mean, in that vein of, like, this It's not bad, of, actually. Well, in this I vein mean, of alt-rock music, I definitely did listen to stuff like this back in high school as far as, like, Creed. Really? And, like, Newfound Glory. Yeah. And, I wouldn't put them in the same uh, category. But. No. <laughs> I guess not. I'm just throwing out, like, more on the rock side. We've talked a lot about Newfound Glory. We've never mm-hmm. talked about Creed. Well, I did listen to Creed. I did listen to, like, Third Eye Blind. Yeah, Third Eye and, Blind's a good uh, one. I think because I heard you guys talk about Offspring on an episode and, you know, listen to uh, like the, who am I? I always get the kinks or not the kinks, but the. The kinks are the British invasion band. Yeah, no, Lola, it's not the kinks. The, um, uh, the strokes, The strokes oh. and the hives. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I've talked about stuff and like I Franz mean, Ferdinand and stuff like that. Just real, too. real quick, if we go back to oh, sorry, actors and band. Do you? Uh, yeah, and would, <laughs> no, no, because I was just thinking, like, would it be cool to be in a band with Keanu Reeves, or would it suck? Yeah, I can't imagine it's cool. That's what I'm saying. It's I, like, why wouldn't it be? You get to say you're in a band with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, but like, see, these I mean, are the two. Argu- that's yeah. why I'm wondering which I, because way it your is, band's you are- never gonna do much of anything. Like it's got to be like the second band for everybody that's not Keanu Reeves. You know what I mean? It's very potential. Unless they are always making music without Keanu Reeves and he just comes by whenever he wants to. It is like, but people are gonna come to your show because, because of Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves but how many shows band. are you gonna put? Keanu Reeves is a Actor, a movie actor. Yeah, He's okay. in movies when was all the, the time. When was the most recent album that they did? 2000. Okay. And it's, by the way, it was called The Complete Collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't imagine this is really a problem any of them are having now. What about... Uh, probably once he did The Matrix and got really famous, they were like, right. all right, they're like, clearly yeah, this is I guess we're not dog star yeah. More, I guess more relevant would be like Jared Leto is... Oh yeah, but he was more famously he was famous from being in Thirty Seconds to Mars and then started doing acting. Right, Right. yeah, now he's so So he made the transition very successfully from actor to or from musician to actor. Uh, I've always hated Jared Leto, and I hate Thirty Seconds from Mars. That's that band um, is really bad. Kind of a garbage band, and he. I'm indifferent on it. I don't think I. He was a bad Joker. Uh, I didn't yeah, watch I his Joker. But Suicide I, Squad's terrible. One, he's in one of my favorite movies uh, of recent years, which was Blade Runner 2049. And I was like, I bet I'll like him in this because this movie's going to rule. And I still love that movie, but I hate every time he's on screen. I mean, he does a fine job. Don't get me wrong. He doesn't have to do much, to be honest. Yeah. But there's just something about him that, you know how like there's actors that you don't like because you don't think they're good actors. And then there's actors that you don't like because you don't like what they, like every actor has a thing that they do all the time, no matter how good you are. Even Meryl Streep is still doing a lot of the same things. Street. Street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, she, you know what I mean? And so like the core of what Jared Leto does when he's acting bothers me. Anyway. 
Um, this was not worth, worth it. it. <laughs> not worth, worth taking. It. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> what it was that he does. I don't know. It's just his face. I get it. <laughs> um, uh, so as far as other actors who do music and stuff, just to kind of segue back with some stuff, Bruce Willis, obviously Russell Crowe, Keanu Reeves, Brie Larson. Oh yeah, she was like a pop star. <sighs> she was like an Avril Lavigne. That's weird. <laughs> it's some very weird stuff. But yeah, Johnny Depp feel like, also. Yeah. Um, I feel like with um, Kiefer Sutherland. Brie Larson, a lot Jason of people. Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. Oh, yeah. His thing is really good, though. Yeah, I really his thing like is his good. Stuff. Coconut yeah. Records Ryan is good. Ryan Gosling also. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I watched. I didn't even know he was. <laughs> I say like it like that because I saw something. I, the first time I ever knew he was a musician was like we watched a music video. Oh, is that one that Matt at, played? Yeah, at yeah. Um, uh, movie night yeah. or whatever with us. But Yeah, yeah. play that track because I think it's actually, if I remember, it was. it's called Dead Man's Bones is the name of his band. And okay. it's called Zombie or I'm a Zombie for You, I think was the name of the track. I've never heard. It wasn't bad. It was just like I had no idea and I was very surprised. Yeah. Well, it's, I think, because I think it came out a while ago. Like he'd been doing it for a long time. And I think actually the first time I heard his band was when I was in high school times okay because it's they didn't do a leblog the queue with him or leblog attack i think you know when i when i first found it we called it leblog the queue because no <laughs> idea it was french um but this would have been a song that like i heard at that time because it was similar to kind of like wolf parade and uh, some of those bands that are just more indie yeah and stuff like you know kind of more strange arrangements and different yeah sounds. Ed- edward sharp and the magnetic zeros this sounds this wrong. is yes. very ed sharp yes. Yes. i like this it's yeah, good it's right really but good. it was like, just i like it. i thought for sure that it was like a video that they cast ryan uh oh, yeah, no. ryan, whatever his name is this also makes me mad because it's like hey ryan gosling yeah. you're really good at acting just fucking be an actor. Have you ever seen that Ryan Gosling's acting range video? Uh-uh. Oh, it's so good. I think it was a funnier die sketch where he's like, you need a cop in the 20s? I can do it. You need a cop in the 30s? I can do it. You need a detective in the 40s? I can do that. Because like, almost ev- all his roles, like aside from the notebook, he's always just like cops in the yeah. city or something. Look at him. Looks yeah. like a cop. Yeah. He did... Um... I mean, this sounds exactly like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, when did this come out? Uh, 2009. Oh, okay. So that's a little bit later. It's a duo, which is weird because it sounds like it would be a band with like 15 yeah. people. Yeah, but he had like this whole school children choir or something. Yeah, actually, apparently on the whole album it says it's it, the album is credited. So to, all the songs sound like this? I guess so. Yeah. That might get old. <laughs> My body's a zombie figure. That's what it is. Um, yeah, Dead Man's Bones featuring the Silver Lake Conservative... Conservatory yeah. of Music Children's is that Choir. When, do you That's know the they, album. Is you, that their first album? Do you know who, That's the only one I actually saw. Do you know who I think... might be the only one they did. Yeah. I think I heard this just today. You know who runs the Silver Lake Conservatory no. Choir? Or at least like the music program uh, that I think is called that. And I could be totally wrong, but I think I'm right. And this is kind of impressive that I just heard about this today. Uh, Flea. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. But Please do, I, and I hope I'm right. Excited if you're right. Because <laughs> also strange. <laughs> what is Flea also? Doing? Guess where I also. guess where I stayed while I was in LA last week. Flea's the house, Troubadour. Flea's house in Silver Lake. <laughs> Not the first part, but I was in Silver Lake. So. Um, yeah, this was. Yeah, this start, was a dude. It says so right here in the description of this of this group. 
It, I'm gonna read the whole thing. Dead Man's Bones is a rock duo consisting of actor Ryan Gosling and his friend Zach Shields. Their first album, Dead Man's Bones, released on October 6, 2009, through Anti Records. The entire album is col- is a collaboration with the Silver Lake Conservati- Conservatory Children's Choir, started by Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist yes! Flea from yes! Los Angeles, California. You guys, we did it. Uh, we uh, did. La- <laughs> last sentence. Last sentence. A little less exciting than that pen- penultimate sentence, but it's Gosling performs under the alias Baby Goose. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Definitely worth it. So I guess this technically would have been a little bit after my yeah, high school fine. times. <laughs> yeah, not bad. I think one of the, you know, like I said, I listened to a lot of CDs. So before I had my car, I drove my mom's car, which I remember I think the newest CD I had that I listened to that in that car was the Metallica St. Anger Ooh. album. Couldn't tell you any of the songs on it now. Let, I let's just, listen to some. Like, just because I can't remember. believe we've never had somebody Saint mention. Anger, the title track, well, I, was, I remember being. Well, learning to play guitar, I that was the first song I learned to play was a Metallica song. And I will use the phrase learn to play very loosely. <laughs> but it was the um, Enter Sandman, I think. Yes. Because to play the beginning of that, you're picking strings openly. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to hold anything down. So this was the first song my dad taught me to play on the guitar. Perfect. Yeah, I mean it's easy way to get into it. But. but that's yeah, and that's that's like good Metallica. I remember the Saint Anger song not being one of their better songs. Yeah, I can't but. I can't recall really liking the album very much, but it, visually I remember distinctively the album cover, mm-hmm. and, you know, the case and everything like that. Um, I'm having a hard time finding it. Oh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, also a really good soundtrack. Ooh, yes. Yeah. You know. John Bryan. Yes. So the again, album's very much the... in that like Sufjan vein where like I oh, love I his it. arrangement of instruments and everything. His music is so good. He had a he put an album out that I last time I checked it's not on Spotify or anything. I bought it when I graduated high school on eBay. Someone was selling a copy of it. I think I paid like 30 bucks for oh, it. Yeah, I remember this one. And uh, yeah. this is St. Anger by yeah. Metallica off of St. Anger. Didn't they play a concert in Antarctica? Probably. So they could say they played on all seven continents. <laughs> Sounds like something Death Clock would do. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> snare. We have a future guest yeah. lined up who says he only wants to talk about Metallica. I'll tell you. See, because I do like remember one of the homeschool co-ops I went to, I specifically remember sitting in the parking lot in my mom's car, like pretending to look cool and like I knew what <laughs> stuff about cars and engines. So right. I like put in this CD, was playing it, like had the windows down and popped the hood and was like looking in the hood <laughs> like I was going to do something from the car, something. <laughs> but yeah, I was like 15, 16 or whatever. I guess 16 <laughs> if I had the car. I don't even know if I had my license at that point or if I was just, I may have just had to be driving with my mom at that point still. It's funny how like musical that intro is in that it's just bing, bing, bong, bing. Listen to this. <laughs> that snare drum yeah, is Yeah, that so snare drum gross. is doing like heavy lifting too. It's like the... <laughs> Getting into some this is nice bad. layering and stuff there. Yeah, I don't remember any other songs on this <laughs> CD. This might have um, been when they. Like, I remember this one track, but yeah. this might have been when they were like not started becoming a oh, joke. This is definitely when right, it started yeah. going down. Where they were just kind of fighting with each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. I mean, 
past this, you know, because this would have been around the time that, like, Jet came out and started being a big thing. So this is, like, Jet, Jet. the Strokes, the Hives, like, that more kind of, like, grungy punk rock early 2000s or i guess mid 2000s oh, yeah, at this point yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. are yeah. you gonna be my girl yeah there was like a hard rock like yeah not even revival like grasp like just like holding on well it was yeah. like those dudes dressed like yeah. uh, rock stars like from the 70s metal. well the darkness yeah. did that too yeah, yeah. Like, well they were big on like the hair metal style yeah thing. but like um the hives Right, we're much more in mod like, scene, like that, the British yes. mod or whatever. Yeah, yeah. which whatever interestingly enough, like they're still a big thing. I know like, I they, they get them. a lot of foreign audiences too. Yeah, right well, that's yeah. I was in Switzerland and oh, saw yeah. them play at a festival there, yeah. which I had no intention of doing or going. Where to. are they from? Aren't they from Sweden? Y- yeah, Sweden. Not, that's yeah. A, yeah. Um, um, that's cool. They though. were drinking Sierra Nevada beer though. So <laughs> very weird, like kind they're of like, culmination of things. But yeah, I was visiting that first album or whatever that big album in high school was. Yeah, uh, good. Like, I, I, I went back and listened it. to it. Like, I did it's still, too. Yeah, like the like, concert was a ton of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna play. I was gonna say fun. play the hives, but you got this lined up. Oh, yeah. But we will play the hives too. Oh jeez. <laughs> do you remember? I love this song. That we. It's a, I love this song too. Yeah. I love the soundtrack. Do you remember we recorded a like a video? Yeah, kind of. To this song, it was you and Danny Dobry and Chase Sampson, right? Yeah, this sounds familiar, but in it a was way that for I don't it was for remember. a movie oh. I wanted to make in high school that we never made, but we and this was it was going to be like an ad for like a herpes for, cream for herpes cream, yeah. And it was you three in like suits, just like running around the city, yes, having the that's best exactly, time, yeah. and just like I, I mean, I don't. Shot in Marietta Square because that's yeah. where we shot everything. And just like having the best time, and like at no point is there any mention of like this is about a herpes cream. Right. And, and then, then at the very end, the... it's like because herpes doesn't have to be that bad. Right. And we thought it was way to be or, optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this song is great. Yeah. So yeah. did also, we mention this is the polyphonic in, spree? Yeah. This is light and day off of the. They were also in. Had them in an episode time. of Scrubs. Oh yeah, yes. the whole band. Yeah, yeah. All, all forty. Of them. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's very exciting when you like are into music because it. I feel like it used to be a very rare thing to have that crossover where like you'd see yeah. musicians in it's, films. It's like and stuff. it became like the way that so many younger people found music eventually. Right. But, yeah. but yeah, it was always exciting. Back well, because another big way that I would kind of get exposed to music and stuff then was uh, through watching Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah, you know, like shows totally. that have musical guests and things. So. Another band that was really big, who still uh, I listen to and I love their stuff a lot, which I also got very excited because similar to seeing Polyphonic Spree and Scrubs, I saw Sugar Ross in Game of Thrones. All which, right. Yeah. Coincidentally, the most exciting part of Game of Thrones for me. <laughs> yeah, I like, think Carlos talked about was, that on his episode. Because I didn't watch Game of Thrones until six right. months ago or something, yeah, like before it. this last season. I just binged 85% of it in like two <laughs> weeks. And. All the spoils, like all the big things, had already been spoiled. Right. So, like, all of it, no I was like, eh, like yeah. I knew this was going to happen. Then I saw Sugaras, and I lost my yeah. mind. I was like, you didn't know Holy was cow! Gonna... Like, why didn't anybody tell me this? This is clearly <laughs> the most exciting thing that's happened in this show. Um, yeah, they. So this is the big radio hit by yes. the Hives. Yeah, which I mean, so I went and saw this band. I went to go visit a friend in Switzerland, and they said, "Hey." Hives are playing at this festival. Do you want to go? Not sure. Like whatever. I didn't know they were still really thing. 
really a big thing. But even more interesting side note is that the headlining band this night was The Offspring. Which, talk about somebody I really didn't think was still a big thing yeah. to be headlining festival. Right. <laughs> it would be in Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they're really big though. But went to this Hive show, had a blast. However, I was not, I'm not a big fan of mosh pits. And I didn't think this would really be a thing there because I thought the hives, like, oh, they're just kind of play some yeah, like, they, fun upbeat music. Yeah, they're a little music. punky, but yeah, it's not. And Duh. Switzerland is kind of a chill. <laughs> they're Until weirdly, the hives start playing. They're, they're then on they a like, punkorama. And it's not yeah. even this long, by the way. Oh, the hives are? Yeah, I don't know how no. they ended up on a punkorama. It's a little weird, but. I don't know. What's punkorama? It's this punk rock. Uh, compilation. compilation CD series oh, yeah. that was like big and when I was in high school. Yeah. I mean, 10 of them or something. I used to call This them. one, the I think the really big one they ended with was Tick Tick Boom. Oh yeah, that was a good song yeah. too. Yeah. I, mean, I I drove around listening to this stuff when I got back and it's really still fun. Like I really like the music. It all kind of like a lot of it sounds the same. Yeah. You know, but it's still it's fun to listen to. I in high school I made a strong stance that I didn't like the hives. And I, and I don't know why, but <laughs> I very much, like, true to who I was in high school, I felt like I needed to make a des- decision of, do I like this band or do I not? And I decided I didn't like this band. Mm-hmm. And I listen to them now, and I'm like, why didn't I? It sounds like most of the other shit that I liked. But I was just like, I already said I didn't like them. I can't. I can't change. It I can't a, go nobody back. wants to be known as a flip flop. Yeah, exactly. It's got a bit of like it. It's actually kind of surprising that they weren't a bigger hit because they have kind of like the Strokes sort of radio hit yeah. song structure. Yeah. I guess. Well, like Tick Tick but Boom a little was bit big, more and like I hate rocking. to say I told you so. Mm-hmm. We're big. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they didn't really last much past that. No. Maybe because they were a foreign band too. Oh, like I wonder. Because I think like Franz Ferdinand, I think was around that same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Sigur Ross, I heard them on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, they played that Hoppy Polo song. Yeah. Which, again, similar oh to Sufjan, like that his vocals so are just good. so angelic and melodic. And I saw I, them. Similar, like with arrangements of musical instruments and things like that. Play that song. I'm going to. Um, you I, saw them. I, me and uh, Mitchell Actually Hardage, we were in Tennessee and we drove. Because they played at the like Atlanta Symphony Hall, so we drove all the way up here just to see that, and we wore suits because <laughs> we thought it was like gonna be that kind of thing. And it nobody else like. Do you remember the video for this? The video for this is beautiful. It's like all these children like running off a cliff mm-hmm. and just flying. It's beautiful. It's so good. Or no, actually, I take it back. The song that I saw, which I do love this song, and I learned to play the intro on the piano. Because it just, it make, yeah. like, it makes me feel good. I mean, this that's like, this band, you just listen honestly, to it, like, in a nutshell. Just, they're very, like, building and, like, yeah. feel very epic. This song was in the first trailer I saw for Children of Men. And I was uh, like, yeah. this movie's going to be great. <laughs> uh, this band w- good. was only on my radar in high school because of the movie Vanilla Sky. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, that song yeah. he jumps off the roof at the very end. I think because... Yeah, again, one of the soundtracks that I listen yeah, to. I listen the one I remember from that too. is the REM Sweetness Follows. Yeah, Sweetness Follows, yeah. yeah. 
which is really <laughs> good. Red House Painters are on that album, mm-hmm. which I, I probably would have never you known. Yeah. It's a good soundtrack. Well, no, Fucking the, Cameron Crowe, though. <laughs> like, it was just... I have problems with Vanilla Sky. I love the movie, but that was until I found out it was like basically a shot-for-shot ripoff yeah, of the I original know. like Spanish film. Oh, right, Ojo, host. Which I haven't watched, which I should, because I love Vanilla Sky. Oh, it's Sky, really good. And I'm, I'm sure that... Yeah. It, well, I think it's better than Vanilla Sky. Yeah. And you're just like, damn, like, why did you just remake this you know but this started my love of iceland musicians which have a they produce a lot of like very artistic people i haven't listened to this song in a long time and it's It's so good it's just bringing back all these warm it's so fucking pretty man yeah i love it yeah i love those strings just love that build it just makes you feel like anything's possible yeah just oh. oh it's so good yeah this yeah. this music is like their music is perfect in any mood. Like yeah. we, we talked about the Life Aquatic and Star yes. Lafleur. Yeah, also the, very good soundtracks, Wes Anderson films. Yeah. Yes, it actually goes to the, like the power of music and film, just because like we could just shoot us walking down the street and play this, oh. and people would like cry. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, oh, like, yeah. I don't know what happened before this scene, but man, I bet these guys have really over. Overcome some challenges <laughs> <laughs> and made it out on the other Our side. shirts are kind of dirty. Yeah. They're like, I don't know what they were doing before yeah. this, but good for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, there was a similar. Yeah, because I mean, just bands like this, uh, Arcade Fire, and a friend of mine um, had introduced me to a musician who I really like, who hasn't done a ton of stuff, but his name is Jeremy Enoch. I don't know him. Uh, he's really good. My friend Solomon introduced me to them or to him and kind of very similar. He does these like very great builds and the first track on an album that's called a new beginning. I think Let me see. it's like his second album. I believe it's the album world waits. So oh, yeah. his name sounded familiar. He was in Sunny Day Real Estate, which is like a huge indie rock. Like oh, Jeremy Enoch was. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. That. Um, that's what I was like. That, why does that name sound familiar? Uh, Sunny Day Real Estate is great though. Oh. Yeah. Does well, it sound like so this? this song? No. This is- <laughs> so this song you were talking about specifically, you just put the visuals to it. Solomon shot a video of his brother just in the rain, like running in slow motion in this no context it doesn't yeah. there's no story but he just shot it with this and like like holy cow like this feels <laughs> really epic like, you know and it was a huge thing like because he used a new camera at the time and this was when dv tapes were first coming out and like oh, 24p yeah. was the first introduced on like consumer yeah. cameras so he shot it it looked great but it would just use this track and was just him standing in the rain and then running and it had this great epic feel to it where you thought, like, holy cow, is this part of, like, a bigger film yeah. you're doing? Any, like, slow motion running yeah. in, like, a movie trailer. I remember that movie, to bring back Keanu Reeves, uh, that movie Thumbsucker. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember the trailer for that. There was, like, and it, I forget what song was playing, but it was a song that I knew and I really liked. It might have been that Polyphonic Spree song, but it was like this kid running in slow motion and that song was playing. And I was like, this movie's going to be great. I'm going to love this movie. I just downloaded that album. That was really, oh, I really like that. Yeah. The rest of the album doesn't really sound like that oh, necessarily. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's still a really good and album. Delete. So, I mean, I feel pretty good about the music I listened to back then. Like, I feel like it all still holds up. Like, I still enjoy going back and listening to it. 
Yeah, everything Andrew. that you've talked about is. I'm still I'm like, yeah, I like all of this stuff. Hey, uh, Andrew Bird, uh, any any song in particular on here? Um, I'm trying it's to a think. Prolific whistler. Yes, he is a very that motherfucker whistler. can whistle and play violin <laughs> yes. and sing. Um, and let's play Dark snaps. Matter because uh, it has a good whistling start. It's off Armchair Apocrypha, which I think that album was 2009, right? Or 2000, Soldier Arm was 2000. I hope you're right. It's the only album of his, 2007. It's the only album oh, of his I really ever got really into. Oh, like, he I has, love this whole like, album. The album before top, that, Mysterious Production of Eggs is fantastic. Before that, Weather Systems really Have you good. seen like, What song did you want to hear, by the way? Oh, yeah. I've seen him live like six times God, or something. I've, I've never seen him in it. He just seems like somebody that would um, put dark matter. a really, really good live show. Listen to this whistle. I still think about... Jeez. <laughs> He wants to tell you about the new season of Fargo. Dang you, people. <laughs> it's so good. I really appreciate the fact that everybody's just <laughs> listening to whistling. For you. Yeah. Well, you shushed both of us. <laughs> Which is probably the right move. More, more guests I mean, just feel comfortable shushing me. I think just specifically for him, like it's such a unique facet of his music. I mean, it's like such an interesting skill too. Yeah, to be well, like to incorporate really good it into his stuff, yeah. and then yeah, use it in your music. But right, yeah, this album so also rules. Uh, I listen to, I think about that fiery crash song every time I get on a plane, uh, which is a, a fun yeah. thing to do. But um, yeah, this whole album, I got into it later, and then Andrew Bird was one of those dudes that I would always be like, I love Andrew Bird, but then I like really so never listen. Like, What's your I favorite really song? Like, to, uh, fiery crash. Be, yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Oh, there's a couple on this album that. Yeah, this. Imitosis, the second track, is really good. Because, yeah, I think I started listening to him maybe in like 2007 when he had the album Mysterious Production of Eggs, mm. um, which is a really good album. Great artwork and stuff. Uh, but because I remember when Soldier On came out and then Armchair Apocrypha and everything subsequently. But to his credit as a musician, his sound. You can always tell it's him because he incorporates whistling. Right. Lyrically, he's like very poetic and really good. Um, but his sound is kind of constantly shifting, where picking. he's using kind of yeah, different instruments and stuff. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. yeah. He does a lot of that staccato yeah. stuff. Um, but he started this album, Armchair Apocrypha, is where he started working with Daniel Tosh, who is a drummer who did a lot with like electronic drum loops. So he would record loops drumming, then layer over them. Yeah. And so he started doing that with this album, and then that became a big thing he would do, like, subsequent albums. Because he originally started um, as a in, like, a swing jazz band. Really? Yeah. D- during that revival? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like, yeah, probably during Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, yeah. like, Squirrel Nut yeah. Zippers and stuff. Whenever Gap um, commercials were playing yeah. <laughs> swing music again. Like, like, khakis! Which, again, I still listen to that stuff, and I'm like, it was fun music. It was <laughs> called Andrew Bird's Bowl of Fire. Uh, let me see. Which they have a song that I like that's called Candy he, Shop. He also has a, I mean, even more so than um, Sufjan. Sufjan. Yeah, he's got a huge, huge catalog. Huge catalog. Well, he's done a bunch of a like really small cover? EPs and stuff. This, this is good because I've gotten some stuff to check out, which hey. I always like. I, I get that every. Time I always I like getting new music. Podcast. I'm yeah. always like this, this. One of the best parts of this podcast. Right. Is even older stuff. I'll be like, I really like that. Oh I've yeah. Never heard that before. Because well, so. I mean, I know this. Which I mean, maybe there's a good time to segue into like what you're currently listening to. 
Oh, in our newest segment that we're about to do that everybody loves. Everybody loves it. Everybody's talking about it all the time. Here's the thing. Uh, they wanted to re do a reboot of the show Everybody Loves Raymond, but they wanted to call it Everybody Loves Now. That's what I call music. But we are not giving up the rights. Yeah, I know. Because Jake, can I tell you the other day? I was laying on my back <laughs> outside <laughs> in the grass and just staring at the sky. And a biplane flew over me. <laughs> and there was a banner off the back. It said, we want more. Now that's what I call music. It's like, come on, guys. I'm just trying to live my life here. <laughs> I was in a coffee shop the other day. And I I ordered a latte. And you know how they normally make the, like, a little heart? Yeah. With the, thing? Little heart the, cream, the yeah. guy, like, the, the person making the art for me. They were just like, here's your latte, sir. And I looked, and in the foam, it said, please do more now. That's what I call music. <laughs> they can't get enough of it. I'm just like, hey, I appreciate it, but like, let us do our thing, okay? Yeah. I was at work and just went over to get a drink of water, <laughs> and everybody around the water cooler just could not stop talking about how much more they wanted you to talk about more now. That's what I call music. They're clamoring for it. Let's get to the segment already. So without further ado, here's our newest segment. Now! That's what I call music. That's right. We've been talking about music from the past, but now we've hopped in our time machine and we've gone from the past to the present. And uh, yeah, we're each going to play a song that we are currently listening to. This was a seamless segue. We're professionals here on <laughs> so, my high school iPod. Uh, a lot of, lot of new first. music, like I was talking about at the beginning of this uh, this this episode today. There's I a almost lot of... want you to play a song of the Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought about it just for cultural re- re- relevance, but I, but you haven't listened to it yet, so I haven't. You don't no, even want to listen to it. Yeah. I don't, but I do like being on top of <laughs> pop pop culture in general, but. Uh, There's other you could say this is that. this is a uh, pop culture choice here. So um, very exciting. Frank Ocean in the last couple of weeks has put out two new singles. Cool. This is the second one. It's called In My Room. I've actually never listened to Frank Ocean. Yeah, he's really good. He's, he's good. He's one of my favorites. Um, I was torn between Does he have a the two to album play. coming out, or is he just putting well, stuff out? Last time he was putting out singles for like three years before he released it. Little breadcrumbs. I don't know. He's got like a. Beats One radio show now and stuff too, so he's I don't know, he's working a lot. I think what's, he has a club. What's Beat One's it's radio? It's that Apple Music radio thing that's still around. Oh. A bunch of famous people have shows on it, but not a lot of people know it. But. Anyway. Uh, I was torn. This, the other song is a little bit more, sounds a little bit more like traditional, I guess, Frank Ocean. It's a little dreamier, a little slower. But I thought you might like this one more, so I picked this one actually for you. First they kiss, then they bite soft. Then that bitch wanna play it off. Fucking, I'm pretty still in a pit of snakes with serpent shakes and brand new skills. I didn't like Frank Ocean at first. Really? I don't, and again, I can't tell you why, but I just didn't really, wasn't really feeling his stuff, but I've I mean, he's around. very much R&B, and I know it's not really a genre yeah. you get into too much. But there was, I'll tell you what, so we were playing a show in Birmingham in this, like, dive bar, this, like, gross venue, 
and this song was playing like in between bands and uh i really liked it and i was trying to figure out who it was and it turns out it was like frank ocean featuring like andre 3000 maybe or like oh, yeah, yeah. somebody who yeah. i really like yeah, yeah. and i was just like i guess i like frank ocean <laughs> I mean, this is I, I, I've always been a big fan but this is like clearly my up my alley I love slow jazzy dreamy beats yeah. you know I love this kind of stuff but uh, yeah I, I mean I'd love it if he just started releasing album after album <laughs> but, doesn't really uh, seem like won't. his thing though no, he's no, always no. kind of been uh, little... I said Earl Sweatshirt just put out I think I think it's a full album I listened to it today it was really good it's like nine tracks so yeah I guess it's a full album and um did it just end or did you just turn it off? Oh, no, that's it. It's a oh. short one. The other one's like five minutes, but this one's a short one. But, um, and then... Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> and then, I mean, Tyler, the creator, his album from this year is like really... I, I've always liked him, but his it came out like at the beginning of the summer, even spring, but was one of the best albums of the year for me. And it, I, I lo- it made me like him. It elevated how I feel about him very much. Igor is the name of that album, or Igor, I-G-O-R. Tyler, the creator? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I, I mentioned them because Frank Ocean, I think the first time I heard Frank Ocean was with Odd Future. Was he in Odd Future? I, I think he was like part of the clique, but not like a member, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, he used to, they used to collaborate a lot together yeah. and stuff, and I think they still do, I mean, yeah. Um, but, Odd Future scared me the first time I heard them. Also, Tyler, the creator, his, I think he has now four videos off from this new album this last album and uh they've been some of my favorite music videos of the year they've really really good videos cool like, they all have sort of a cohesive style and story to them but they're all individual and um they're great yeah i love oh, music yeah. videos you know that uh you want to play something oh yeah sure uh, uh do you want to play it off my phone or do you want to no you can look it up it's uh, an artist who i just found recently i don't know if this segment is supposed to be necessarily like music no. that just came out no, or no, just no, stuff you started listening just what to you, right? you are listening to okay. now because i started listening to an artist named kid bloom b-l-o-o-m okay um which i kind of found through this kick i started listening to um more like trying to get more into electric guitar and things like that yeah so I uh, found Kid Bloom because I was listening to Still Woozy and uh, like Abby the Nomad. I don't know those guys. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was just looking. I had been listening to them and then looked under the artist like them kind of stuff and found Kid Bloom who has like features electric guitar a lot. um, In particular? uh, Just whatever the top song is. Sure. I don't know his tracks well enough to like know the specific ones, but I like his sound. The song is called Electric You. Well, he features an electric guitar a lot in his stuff, so I really like the rhythms and things. Oh, and he's that like funky. Yeah. I like this. So it has like good kind of like soul feel to it and stuff. So Um, I have no idea how new this album is. This came out in 2016, this album. Oh, okay. It looks like it might have a newer album too. Did he come out with anything this year? Uh, he's got a lot of stuff, actually. Well, a lot of singles. Um, it's kind of like uh, Rex Orange County a little bit. I was going to say, this is a guy who opens up for MGM and MGMT. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he is a yeah. little... like It's a little bit 
jazzier than that stuff. A right. little less like that psychedelic rock. And well, that's because, yeah, this is the stuff that I like just putting on while I'm just like hanging out cooking or something, cleaning or just driving. It's very... This is cool. Very pleasant. I like the beats. I like the rhythms and stuff. And I like the electric guitar features he kind of has in the songs. So. He has a brand new album. Oh, and there's some horns. Horns are always fun. Yeah, he has a brand new album, Lemonade. Oh, yeah. Play something off time. Check it out. Okay. But yeah. Let's play some. We'll do a little two. This is unprecedented. Here. We usually only do one song per per person. But, oh, do we? But this it's the opening right. track off his, Breaking the off mold. his new album, <laughs> Lemonhead. And oh, yeah. This is the I like this song track, a lot. Lemonhead. Yeah. This is like a very 80s. Yeah. Oh, I do I like, like that like electric guitar <laughs> added in. That's cool. Yeah. Have you ever listened to uh, Ratatat? Yeah, I like that a lot. I feel like that kind of yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. It definitely has that sound. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is just like really good anytime music. This is cool. Yeah, it's kind of almost like Yacht Rocky too. In yeah, a way. It is. Like, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. So this is who I started listening to recently that most times if I'm just like, oh, I don't know what to listen to. I'm just throwing this on. And I'm like, oh, this is Hell really yeah. good. Or because, I mean, with smart devices, it's become to the point where I don't even think as much about specific songs or albums. I just say, like, hey, Google, play this song. <laughs> you know, it's it's a bit of a battle for me, at least, because I do like listening to an artist's full album and, like, yeah. understand it. But it's just, like, it's so easy or even just to hit, like, shuffle all on your phone. Like, not to make the choice. Yeah. Just, but I'm always, like... I gotta stop for a second. I gotta look, see who's got a new album out, see who I'm I'm interested in. Oh, that or like often there'll be an album that I'm like, oh yeah, I listened to that album once all the way through. I should give it a second listen. I liked it. Yeah, I'll go back because I do it. think. I mean, to the musicians, I feel like they take the time to kind of craft their albums in yeah. a sense where it has a good through right. line yes. to listen to things sequentially. Absolutely. So I like to if there's an artist I follow and I already know their stuff, I'll go back and listen to an album from beginning to end. Just to hear the full thing. That's, uh, and I, I don't want to be like, as an artist who makes music, but I do make music. I'm in a number of bands and all the time uh, we do take into consideration the like track list and that's how we want people to listen to it. So, um, Yeah, because so yeah. I think the most notable album like that for me is that The Decemberist, who mm-hmm. also would be a band I listen to. Mm-hmm. In high school, had an album that they came out with a little bit after that was the, um, it was like a rock opera that they did, basically. Yes. That, I don't uh, know what you're talking about. I can't remember. Right yeah, it's like a full that. story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you listen to it. It's a, it's an opera that yeah. you're listening to. The whole thing tells a story of like this family, this romance, this despair, this treachery. It's brilliant. And I keep waiting for the day that somebody's going to actually make it into like uh, a full the, production. The or Crane a Wife is that is that the one? It's not the one. That's a great album. But, but that it, one also one comes after. in like it's like it's the, very like kind of storytelling. Yeah, that was yeah. super cool. I liked it a lot. Cool. Uh, my pick is uh, this guy named James Hazards Henry. Hazards of Love. That's what the album is. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. James. James Henry Jr., who uh, I had never heard of before. He only has this one song on uh, Spotify or anything else. I've only... Uh, but basically, so this song was in uh, the new season of BoJack Horseman just came Ooh, out recently. And, no spoilies. Uh, and I, I love... It's playing. Oh, sorry. Um, 
I mean, I just started it. But uh, I love BoJack Horseman, and it's the last season, and I saw that it came out while I was on vacation, and I spent my Halloween uh, the other night being very sick and watching BoJack Horseman, and uh, this song came on, and I thought it was a Paul Simon song, because uh, it kind of sounds like Paul Simon. Uh, and so I, like, shazammed it. And uh, it turns out it was James Henry Jr. Uh, yeah, look, looking him up just to see, he's just not famous at all. No. <laughs> he has this one song but that it, looks like it premiered this last August. I mean. But this song sounds old, right? It does sound old, yeah. And so I looked yeah. him up, and he's just like this young, handsome, you know, <laughs> fucking looking dude. Looks like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty handsome. But, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Rockstar. Handsome. Yeah, but you know the the folk singer. Yeah, the song. Try it really. Inside Lewin Davis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hold on, it's about to go to a. That right there goes to like a minor chord. Yeah. Fuck. I like it. So good. Um, and the chorus is gonna come in. I don't know, but it's more about just like. Bojack Horseman. Did you watch is, all of it? And then Bojack. Uh, I, I have, know it's split up. I have one episode left. Yeah. Um, you see, when there's like it came out that it did get canceled. Tech, I mean, Netflix like it was not Bob Raphael Bob Waxberg. I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Was it his choice to end the show? Oh, they they ended I it. Think, I'm kind of glad it's ending now because I went I back mean, and rewatched everything and like I think it's a great show. I love it, but it definitely feels like it's kind of going. I, I so I kind of agree with that, but I I was talking about this with Sam, and I, I was just like I'm just sad because I think that this guy, Raphael Bob Waxberg, is a genius. You know, I think he's very he's an like I just feel like he's such a good artist, and, and like he should be able to do whatever he wants. Can and I, then if he wanted to keep doing, can I Bojack, just yeah, yeah? I'm a big fan of just things having a limited run. I don't like I, when I things agree. just keep going. I mean, say like, for things like. The Simpsons. I, I hear you, but I also am like, man, that dude is. Hey, <laughs> my cat Bomber just jumped up on Jay Slap. Yeah, I just want you guys to hear the song. Sorry. Yeah, we uh, hear it. I mean, it's pretty boring. I love it. I, think <laughs> I do too. I just know Jay like it so. <laughs> I no, but I agree. Wait, is there I, a full album or is there just one song? It's just this just song. Oh, okay. Uh, I, this song is at the end of an episode. But Bojack Horseman, me, I don't really love animation the way that other people do. Yeah, and it's not that I don't love animation, but I've always loved Bojack Horseman. Yeah. It just it 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 speaks to me in a way that, I you know Rick and Morty is great, whatever. Uh, but uh, you know Bojack is a. A very, very like an incredibly well written it's, show. I mean, it's it's, it's heavy it's, and dark and it's and some of the best like, character development in a series I've ever seen. I mean, that being said, yeah, this is season six, well, right? I don't, that's, I don't know. That's, so that's about that's, as long as the show should run, right. in my I opinion. Think so. I say because that's one but of the things. I just I hate know. to think about like. I mean, this guy. Not I, only I don't is he get into, like, made... a huge BoJack critique, but yeah. I do have. We can have a separate conversation. Yeah. About his character development and right, everything. Yeah, we'll show. do that on another but, part. Yeah. Let's do a my high school iPod. Or uh, let's make a BoJack. Let's make a podcast yeah. episode. That's just for me and you. <laughs> let's talking just about go BoJack. episode by episode through BoJack Horseman. Uh, 
But yeah, uh, I'll just quickly say everybody watch Undone, which is uh, that guy's second series on Amazon Prime. And it's a limited series, only uh, eight episodes. Hmm. And then it's done. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, I like his stuff a lot. So that was No! That's what I call music. Hey, this is the first time your cat's been he, on our, the table. This, yeah, Bomber has has just like <laughs> taken over the podcast into his butt table right now. Yeah, and it, it's funny because he jumped up on your lap without any warning, Jay. He he likes this song to too. Yeah, it's okay. And now he's just like in the middle of the table. And now he's like on everything. What have I done? <laughs> now I'm stuck up here. Um, well, cool. Well, Remy. Thanks so much for doing our podcast, man. It's, Happy to do it. This I, was fun. I, I had a wonderful time. I'm glad you finally got to come in here and do this. Um, do you? Uh, this is the time where we let people promote anything or kind of you have anything nothing. you want to okay. follow Muhammad on Instagram. Yeah. Him Ask takes. your friends for more. Now connections. that's what I call music. <laughs> you know, I would like to plug uh, the Lighthouse. I hear good things about it. Okay. Yeah, me too. So, I'm hearing great things. Yeah. Sure. That's all I got for you. Yeah. We should plug him. He, I'm sure uh, that guy needs more <laughs> yeah. more attention. Whatever his name is. Head out to LA. Go to Flea's house in Silver Lake. <laughs> 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 I bet uh, his house looks crazy. It's probably like super chic and like well-designed and yeah. looks like some sort of Swedish museum. And there's uh, memorabilia from... That movie, The Chase, everywhere. <laughs> that van is in yeah. his living room. Uh, uh, I, I'll just say, uh, everybody, if you uh, haven't done so yet, please write us a review on whatever you listen to your podcast on. Uh, find the show on iTunes or wherever and uh, rate and review us. It goes a long way. Uh, and share an episode or two on, on social media. That, that helps a lot, too. And if you haven't watched uh, the Marcus music video, Monsters, get to Marcus's YouTube page and do that now. Yes. That's it. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, tell some friends about us, please. Um, write a review. Uh, be nice to people. Uh, until next time, for Jay Howell, for Muhammad Joma, uh, make yourself a playlist. Throw that shit on shuffle. Pop in those earbuds. Get out there and, and change, change the world. Love. Love. Wrapped in white sheets like an angel from a bedtime story. Shut out what they say Cause your friends are fucked up anyway